Welcome to the Royal Tax Podcast with your hosts, Megan Templeton, Royal Legal Solutions Consulting Attorney, and Royal Legal Solutions CPA, MBA, and CFO, Pete Shindley. Each week, they talk about how to take your tax and financial strategy to the next level and learn how to build and scale your real estate investing business in a way that maximizes your returns and minimizes your taxes. This is for informational use only. For direct questions, please contact us or your local tax CPA accountant. Hi, and welcome to Royal Tax. It's my pleasure to be able to bring you today's special episode because it is an amazing strategy for people that are high income earners, especially if you are a high income W-2 earner. This is one of those uh, little gems of knowledge that you won't be able to find in many other places out there. Uh, and today we're gonna walk you through of why this can make the most sense uh, for you on top of all of the other retirement account investing strategies you're doing. This is one you probably haven't heard of. Um, so thank you so much uh, for joining us here today. Of course, kicking off here with Pete, Big Pete. Pete, tell us a little bit um, about today. Um, what are we gonna be, what are we gonna be covering exactly? Today's session is going to focus on charities and uh, creating a charity of 501c3 is a very beneficial way to lower taxes in today's world. And Wait, hold on, Pete. Are you telling me I can lower my taxes, but I have to give away all my money? That doesn't sound great. Uh, yes, but you're giving away to a charity that you're invested in and you're choosing to, which could, you know, that charity can invest in real estate, which we'll get into detail. But the big payoff is later on when you're retired. You can pay yourself a salary of that money you gave away and you won't pay as much as taxes because you're probably earning less at that time in retirement so all right well let's break it down pete by, uh, step by step here for everybody pete it's an okay. awesome uh, overview all right so here we are i'm just a high income w-2 earner out here in the world i'm working my nine-to-five job i'm trying to make money doing my real estate investing and i'm sitting here thinking man there are just nothing out here for me uh, to be able to take advantage of, to be help out lower my taxes uh, in a way that makes sense for me. I can't do the retirement accounts uh, very much, except for maybe some of my rental income that I'm channeling to my retirement accounts. But that only protects like a small amount of the, the money I'm making because the majority of the money I'm making is coming from my W-2. And now you're telling me that, hey, you should check out forming your own charity that you run as a charity. So at, when you're looking at forming these charities uh, that uh, to, for these kinds of purposes, you know, do you have to have like a bunch of other people form the charities with you? Or are you basically able to be in sole control of the charity? No, you can set up the charity as your own charity. It could be you. It could be a member of a bunch of other people if you want to. But at the end of the day, you're just writing a check to an entity that you're creating for a passion or a charity that you want to fund in the future. And that's just creating a 501c3 charity. Awesome. So we, we can establish these entities and run them ourselves. Um, we can uh, form, uh, form the entities in, in a number of different places. So there's a lot of flexibility um, of where we want uh, to go and get that formed. Um, and with that charity, I can use it for any charitable purpose. So I could use it, for example, for like if I had like a certain cause that I wanted to start um, that was to be able to address maybe 
um, you know, whatever, whatever types of issues that pulls your heartstrings that you say, hey, I want to change that about the world. And it's a beautiful thing uh, to go do. Um, you could also decide that your charitable purpose would be for low income housing. And I'm not talking about like Section 8 housing. I'm just talking about the lower income of the housing market, like the, that kind of affordable housing. Um, and I could use my charity then to buy those assets uh, and, and collect rents just like I would in my 401k or if I own the properties personally. Is that is that what you're saying? Correct. That's definitely what I'm saying. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, Pete, that sounds um, that sounds pretty great. So yeah. in, in terms of being able to um, make pull the money out of the charity um, as you go through, what is that? What does that look like? I know you can't just give yourself the money out of the charity, right? That would be illegal. Um, but what are like the legal ways that you would then be able to, you know, uh, take 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 money and and be able to pay yourself um, in a way that wouldn't you wouldn't run afoul of any rules? Want more information? Join our community groups that exist to provide a space for like-minded people on a similar journey to learn, share, and network with real estate investing professionals and entrepreneurs. We meet weekly for an hour in Zoom to offer knowledge and accountability. Be sure to grab the link in our show notes. One of the, the first ways is that you'd be an employee of the charity and receive a salary. So you'd get a W-2 from the charity for a salary that you feel is deemed reasonable. Or if you have a child that is going to be running the charity, you'd be paid W-2 wages. So that's the main way to pay yourself out of the charity for the work you're doing. Um, additionally, you can get reimbursed for expenses for running the charity. So you have to go to lunch to meet with maybe a future donor. You can expense that out of the charity to pay for that meal. Or if you're going to throw a fundraising party, you know, you can expense all those out of the charity. But Paying yourself a wage is usually the main one. What What are the types of expenses that charities typically like incur? I mean, fundraising party sounds like a great one. Like I would probably love throwing fundraising parties. That sounds phenomenal. I could throw a party and raise a bunch of money that I can use to go help more people. Sign me right up. I mean, what other things could, could or should I be doing in my charity? Um, another thing you could be doing, I mean, as a marketing, um, you can send out flyers and pamphlets to have people outside also use that as a charitable deduction. So if you have other friends or families that are high net worth individuals and they like your cause, they can also write checks to increase the balance in that charity. Um, so that's another way of marketing. Um, you can also, like we said earlier, you can go buy the real estate, you know, the lower income housing, if that's one instance that you wanted to invest in. So I was wondering too, Pete, just, you know, crazy ideas popped in my head when you talked about marketing. I was wondering about like, could I even do things like whenever I'm sending people um, any like letters, right? To say, hey, are you, are you interested in selling your home or are you, um, you know, uh, it's some, and that's some kind of context, right? Like a general kind of marketing solicitation that we do here as real estate investors. Um, if it was if it was advertising for your nonprofit, right, with that kind of phraseology of explaining to people, here's what we do here, you'd have the opportunity potentially to buy assets from us, you know, or otherwise uh, rent assets if you're in need for the the rentals of that. Um, do you think like that would uh, be inside of the exception, or is that too much of in the gray area to really feel clear about it? No, no, that's part of promoting and marketing and running the charity. So you'd be able to sign up the proper documentation and then list the charitable purposes, you'd be able to expense that through the charity. 
Cool. So it's almost like those just typical like expenses you might have. Now you can find a way to be able to uh, promote your business um, uh, and promote that as the business of the charity with a charitable purpose to help the people that need the low budget housing. Um, as that as that fund grows, right? That charitable fund grows. Yeah. Um, does the reasonable salary also tend to increase with these charities of saying, hey, what is it reasonable for somebody to run a charity of a bigger size probably as a bigger salary? Uh, yes, as the, the, the dollars, the funds, the amount of property being managed under the charity, you can scale your uh, salary up to match that. Um, again, a lot of charities out there, they have operating costs of 50, 60% and only really donate 40%. So you can kind of have some flexibility on your expenses, but you do have to give some money to the charity or to the project that you're trying to buy. So, yeah, you want to stay given money. You don't want to go out there on a limb and just have all like too high on the expenses, right? Because then, then you start running afoul of, of having, you know, all types of legal issues, you know, that come around with it. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, you know, what a fantastic shelter and, and anybody uh, hypothetically could take advantage of this, right? Like anybody who's a high W2 earner, if you have a lot of a high business, you know, 1099, you know, type income, it's available to everybody. Is that right? Yes, it's available to anyone, but it's really that really beneficial because you stated earlier the high W two earners where they don't have a lot of opportunity to lower their taxable income because you're able to do twenty five percent of your AGI, your adjusted gross income. You can write twenty five percent to any charity you want. You can do it to a church, a dog shelter, or you can create your own entity and donate it to that. Very cool. And what's the timeline uh, for being able to set up uh, set up this type of charity? So for um, a charity to be set up, it takes three to six months typically, because it is there's a lot of forms and it is complicated. Um, you would know more in that end since you set that up as the legal expert, Scott, but about three to six months. So if you do want to do the charity for 2022, I'd suggest starting on that or giving a hold of Scott earlier to start working on that charity. So you can have the IRS approve it and have everything ready set to go in time for the end of the year tax, which will be here before you know it. <laughs> Yep, it'll be here before you know it, guys. So when we're talking about retirement accounts or this charity play, it's one of those things to start taking action on now um, and start looking at what that's going to be. Now, when looking at the to total cost to put together some of these charities, it depends upon the complexity of what you're looking to put together. Uh, but these typically are ranging uh, between like four to six thousand uh, dollars to be able to put together. So if you're in that income bracket where you know 25% of your total income from your W-2 or your business. And you say, great, well, if I can protect that from my taxes by using it from inside of the charity, by donating to the charitable purpose and have that benefit from it, does that make sense to be able to make that investment into that vehicle? So that's how you know if you're going to be in the right place is because you should look at the taxable income you're going to have and be able to say, great, if I took 25% of that, okay, great, that's actually higher um, than uh, that four, four to $6,000. So great, I'm going to go ahead and uh, buy the vehicle for the charity. Now, granted, it's a vehicle that saves you that amount of money every single year. So what I typically do is say, look, I want to be able to get a return on my money within inside of three years. I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay with a 33% ROI on an investment. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and make that because I would make that investment all day. 
on an asset otherwise. And so great, I'm gonna make that investment inside of my tax. That's how I think through how I make tax decisions. So if you fall in that right camp and that makes sense to you, um, then I'd say, go ahead, uh, give us a shout. Um, just email me at scottroyallegalsolutions.com and I'm gonna hook you up with the team um, and get you going on this, guys. Thank you so much for joining us uh, here today. Thank you for listening to the show today. If you're feeling overwhelmed with taxes as they relate to your real estate business and investments, or you're unsure if you're doing your accounting correctly, fill out our five-minute quiz. With the information from this quiz, you'll schedule a meeting with a Royal Legal Solutions advisor who will provide you with powerful tax-saving strategies on your first call. Go to www.royallegalsolutions.com tax to fill it out.